This episode is sponsored by Full Bucket Veterinary Strength Supplements. Use promo code CHATFIELDS to receive 20% off your first order from Full Bucket Veterinary Strength Supplements. Welcome to Chats with the Chatfields. This is a podcast to expand your idea of what impacts veterinarians, pet owners, and basically all animal lovers in the galaxy as humans. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. Jen the Vet. And I'm Dr. Jason. If you have not yet subscribed to our show, why not? Just go to chatfieldshow.com and you can subscribe today. And if you want to reach us and you've got a message that's full of love and it's very positive, you can reach me at Jen at chatfieldshow.com. And for all other messages, as we'll find out today, you can reach me at Jason at chatfieldshow.com. All right. You like that? A little foreshadowing. I did like that. Yeah. A little foreshadowing. I'm a big fan of the foreshadowing. Very fancy technique. Okay, friends, uh, we are going to jump right into it because we have wrangled back into the chat room for his encore um, spot. Just like that with a hook. By hook or crook, we got (laughs) you. That's right. That's right. Um, We have uh, Dr. Jorg Meyer back with us in the chat room, and he is an exotic animal guru, if you recall. He knows everything there is to know about any Anything that's not a dog or a cat, and he knows a little bit about those too. <laughs> find out, anyways. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, welcome, Jorg. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me again. So the reviews weren't too bad, I guess, or I have to make up for something. I mean, either way, we'll take either it either way. way. That's right. That's no, right. just kidding. They were great. They're great. The show last time was fantastic. That's uh, that's thank one you. reason you got the invite back, and we were happy Aww. to have you. So, thank you for making time. Cool. Yes, we much appreciate Always that you, because we know it takes time away from you shaping the future of the profession uh, because Dr. Meyer is a wow. uh, professor at <laughs> the College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Georgia. Yes. Um, so uh, today what we thought we would do, uh, because I don't know how many of you guys have been to our new website. Jason, have you been to our new website? Three times this morning already. I got to check okay. it out. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. Why the air of disbelief there? No, no, no. I'm just saying great. That's Yorga, I think she doesn't believe me. What do you think? Okay. I think she doesn't believe me. I think she has good common sense. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> I love it. I see how it's going to be today. Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, but anyhow, if you go to our new website, chatfieldshow.com, we've revamped it. We've souped it up. We've tricked it out. And you can get to us directly. You can also actually subscribe on the website. And we have some emails. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. Right. This is where the guest becomes very apprehensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very. Exactly. Because he doesn't have the emails. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Yeah, so what we thought we would do, um, Dr. Meyer, is we're going to open up the old mailbag. And just for all of you listeners out there, any anytime we read your email on air, guess what? We send you some swag. Who doesn't want Chatfield Show swag? If you haven't seen it, check it out on TikTok. And if you find it on TikTok, let me know because I have no idea how it got there. But go ahead. We're going to send you some swag. So send us some emails. <laughs> if we read it on there, uh, we'll send you some swag. That's right. That's right. Okay. And also, Jason, did you hear that growl? I, I Well, I did, but I, I thought maybe it was just me. I thought maybe I was hungry or something like that. Was There was a growl I heard, right? There was a growl. Yeah. Dr. Some Meyer. Communication. It was some communication of a different Dr. Meyer, are you in front of a live studio audience? <laughs> yes, I have uh, my peer reviewers. 
Oh, <laughs> One of them's already turned his back on you. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, you guys know how it is, right? You we can't do. win them all. You can't win them all. Cannot. No, you cannot. And uh, also, any errant noises coming from Dr. Jen the Vet's uh, sound feed will be blamed on Cosette the Farm Fresh Frenchie, who's napping right now next to me. <laughs> so it will be more like a. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> or, or other sounds like <laughs> close. She's a Frenchie. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, if everyone is game, then uh, what we'll do is we'll read an email and uh, then we'll answer the questions or talk about the issue. Yeah. Right? The reason we have the email, I, I think, to go into this is because we have questions, you have questions, but it, 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 it's probably better to know exactly what, what you guys out in the, in the universe want to know about reptiles. You know, we talk about dogs and cats and horses, but reptiles are, you know, they're, they're special in a lot of ways. And so, mm-hmm. and so you probably have very different questions about it. It's not as, as commonly talked about. So we said, well, I'll just see what you guys think. And we got, we actually got right. Dr. Jen, a bunch of emails about, Hey, talk about reptiles. What about this? We what did. about that? So we so did we picked, picked one. <laughs> Uh, that, that covers uh, a lot of the questions. So mm-hmm. we'll read that one on the air. See what see what Dr. Mayer has to say about that. That's right. So okay. So uh, if everybody's ready, I'm going to roll it. Okay. Here we go. All right. So the email says, "Dear Dr. Jen and Dr. Jason, longtime listener, first time write in. I love the show. I am an animal lover, pet owner, and owner of a pet shop. I get a Uh-oh. ton of questions about reptiles, like on a daily basis." Maybe your guys can do an episode covering reptile care. If you do, here's some of the most common questions I get, and I'm tired of hearing. No, I just added that part. <laughs> She's not tired of hearing it. She said, she said these are the common questions that she hears um, in her uh, daily life. So number one, I know I need special light for reptiles, but what is the difference between UVA and UVB? And is it necessary if I let my reptile friends play outside some, do I still need to like, so there's actually six questions that we have in this email. <laughs> they didn't <And> like so, <laughs> that one. <laughs> the dogs, the dogs uh, reject this question. No. Um, so there's six questions. So we'll just tackle them one at a time, I think. Good um, idea. And then, and I will say, thank you so much. So this, this email came to us from Dana, um, Dana in Wisconsin, I think. So thank you so much for that. Um, but yeah, so let's tackle this first one. How about that? So special light for reptiles. What's the difference between the two? And if they're housed outside, do they need the light or if they get to go outside? What do you think, Dr. Meyer? Cool. Yeah. Uh, great, great question. Um, so, um, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh-oh. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there is. is. I mean, you, you could fill a whole hour of your podcast just with that question. Oh, wow. So let me try to be brief, which is not one of my strengths. <laughs> uh, so so uh, first of all, um, let's start the other way, like the last yeah. question there. Um, if they're outside, do we still need to? Um, that's a great, uh, that, that's great. That, that's my favorite thing. Uh, I always say, um, you know, if we take ownership of these animals, um, let's try let's try to mimic nature as closely as possible in captivity. And by God, we haven't come up uh, with a little mini sun that we can hang in our living room or wherever that little reptile lives, right? So, no. 
So providing them with with real unfiltered sunlight, unfiltered meaning, you know, not in a glass aquarium on the porch, mm -hmm. um, basically uh, not super fine wire mesh. I mean, obviously with the sun, it's still okay, but we'll see with if you have these little artificial sun, the little the little light that you mm -hmm. buy, um, that mesh actually makes a big difference. Oh, wow. So yes, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of providing them unfiltered uh natural sunlight and even even if it's a cloudy day yeah um if you have if you have a uvb meter or uv meter you can go outside and and the numbers that you get on your uv meter are still an order of magnitude higher than you would get with your artificial light bulb inside the house so I'm a huge yeah. fan. So um, that's great. Do, I think most most of the listeners are going to have to take your word for it. I'm not sure a lot of them are going to have a UV meter hanging around. But can, that's, that's actually, a really good point on a cloudy day. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, it's great. actually it's actually when when people with reptile uh, uh, come to us for an appointment, um, we actually tell them to bring in their UV light setup, um, and then what we can do we will plug it in. We'll leave it mm -hmm. in for five to ten minutes. Sometimes they need to warm up a little bit before yeah. they really produce their their maximum UVB output. And then we have a UVB meter. And so what's really great about this is um, you can demonstrate right in front of the owner, mm -hmm. like like how it's indirect proportional to the distance whether right. you know to the to the distance to the light bulb and so and also over time they lose uh, the power to emit uvb so you would mm -hmm. have to replace them um there's there's a lot of different products out there and mm -hmm. some of them are disappointing some of them are great <laughs> right um, so this also helps with it to find out you know which company you can trust so we like yes. to test them right then and there Mm -hmm. um, that's great and and then also it, it really shows because maybe people have you know they want to do everything they want to do the best and um they have this little lizard or this little reptile in um 60 gallon or maybe a 200 gallon right. tank right because <laughs> bigger is always better, better right yeah yes. exactly right but that means that means that maybe the height um is uh, significantly right. higher right. than than it would be ideal to get the good. So this is how we can show them because maybe if the animal would be five inches away from that UVB light source, it's adequate. But in reality, it's actually fifteen inches away, and that means it's not getting nothing. So what we what do we need to do? We need to basically rearrange feng shui martha stewart <laughs> the terrarium a little bit right yes and so martha that means stewart. we just need to provide an area where the reptile can climb to that five yeah. inch distance put a couple of rocks in there put a branch on there if it's an arboreal species and the animal will figure it out they yeah. will they will notice this like oh i'm not having enough vitamin d so i need to expose myself more to sunlight so the, those experiments have been done with chameleon mm -hmm. so and they've figured out that um if you actually feed a lot of vitamin d3 to these chameleons they don't expose themselves to the sun to the artificial sun in a lab um uh to to a certain degree because their body knows they're all set versus if they feed if they're being fed a vitamin D3 deficient, mm -hmm. they would actually expose themselves significantly longer to that. Um, so I always compare it uh, when I talk to my clients or, or students, I always compare it to you getting up at night 
feeling super thirsty, right? I mean, this is not a conscious, this is not a conscious thought. It's like, well, I worked really hard outside and I played half an hour of tennis or golf or whatever. <laughs> and so I think I should rehydrate my body, right? This is not a conscious thing. No. This is like you wake up and you're like, oh, I need to do my slumber, yeah. sleep walk, zombie walk to the fridge, right? Yes. And trip right. over the dog or whatever. Right. Yes. And, uh, and so it's yes. the same thing. So they expose themselves. And so nobody is better than the sun so yeah yes this is my favorite technique okay so i so so, so it's like man, I, when, yeah there's a lot to unpack with his answer right i know <laughs> but, God but, I think, but i think when they say you know that's your reptile the reptile part of your brain that tells you when you're thirsty mm. <laughs> right. when to eat yeah. and when to sleep yeah, like i mean there, bit, yeah. there, there you go there you go so okay so outside is best as always because we want to try to as you um recommended to us on your last episode with us we want to try to mimic their natural habitat as closely as possible to make them um as healthy as possible while we're uh providing care for them and then the uva and uvb <clears throat> if we get a light we need to make sure that they can they have the opportunity to get as close to it as they want without burning themselves and but as far away as they want to so utilizing that vertical space in the aquarium yes yes exactly so um or terrarium or wherever you have it. Um, oh yeah so what i what i like to do is i also like to set it up on one side of the so some people have the tendency to put it symmetrically right, right in the right. smack center mm -hmm. and so i like to have it on the side because what that does it, it hopefully creates a gradient right right so especially when you have a heat light source mm -hmm. um and uh I'm, I'm usually a fan from having the heat and everything coming from above so again in in the nature there's not much heat source that comes from the bottom right so it's usually indirect yeah, maybe in hawaii some, you can yeah exactly yeah. like but yeah so, <laughs> uh you can sitting on lava is really yes. that i'm telling you it'd be <laughs> so, cool i'm just yeah, saying that's right <laughs> but i mean so basically what um what you want to do is yeah you can put some rocks in there then the rocks get heated up yeah. by your heat light from above and then even at light when the heat light goes out the rocks still have a little bit residually just like the sun does out there mm -hmm. so um, which is why you happens, have to look for snakes just after sunset on the road when the weather's the changing exactly exactly yes. that's what they're doing they're soaking yes. up that rest thermal uh thermal heat yeah listen mm -hmm. so go ahead sorry so, so this is why put it on one side and then you create hope, hopefully a gradient of mm -hmm. temperature yep. and also obviously illumination. So, and then, and that animal will figure out. So if you have your reptile constantly sit right underneath that, that heat and light source, it's trying to tell you some things like I'm cold, I'm cold. I need <laughs> to turn the AC down. If it's, if it's constantly sitting on the opposite side and tries to climb out, <laughs> it, it means like, oh my God, can we turn it down? You're cooking bit? me in here. You're cooking me. So, so <laughs> they're going to they're gonna try to tell you yeah. something with their behavior. And so mm -hmm. we have to find a sweet spot. So if the mm -hmm. light comes on in the morning, they should come out of the hiding spot or wherever their little sleep nest is. Then they should go close to the heat light, mm -hmm. charge up the batteries, right? right? For one or two hours. Then they feel optimal. And now what happens is they'll, they feel like energized. Now they hunt or they yes. look for food or whatever. And so then they'll, they'll scuttle around. And then maybe in the evening, they'll come back to charge a little bit more the batteries before they go to sleep. So, yeah. yeah real quick, let's digress just a little bit for the first time. Say for the first time, reptile owners, why, why on earth do they need a special 
light? Like you mentioned vitamin D, you mentioned a whole bunch of stuff. Real quick, yeah, three sentences. Let us know why they yeah, need so, this light. Or, so or, basically, just quickly. So uh, the light from coming from the sun is a big spectrum. So that's why I usually refer to it as full spectrum. Mm-hmm. There's rays that we can see, right? And there's visible light. Uh, and so the rays that we can see, uh, and those would be, for example, some of the ones that cause sunburn, mm-hmm. right? So basically, you can sit in your car and drive all day long through Florida, have the air conditioning on, and the sun hits you through the windshield. You'll never get a sunburn, right? Never in your car, because the windshield or the, the, the glass filters out those rays that you can't see. That's exactly those rays that we need for the reptile, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So there's UVA, as we already mentioned, UVB, and there's even UVC. So UVB is really needed to convert, to produce vitamin D, ah. okay? And that vitamin D helps with the calcium metabolism. Mm-hmm. Right? There was one of the first question was UVA, you know, is that yeah. different? Absolutely. So UVA is, um, is considered a little bit more for the well-being. So that's kind of like that makes you feel happy, right? right? So uh, in Europe, where I come from, uh, <laughs> actually, a lot, of, a lot of people that work these, uh, these night shifts, like, mm-hmm. like nurses in a hospital, like that, that, that oh. never really see the light of right, day. Right. They can Depressed. actually go to the doctor and get a full spectrum light uh, ah. prescribed. So the health yes. insurance pays for full pays spectrum. Pays for the light. <laughs> yeah. And it's, they but it, that's, themselves. That's real yeah. because when I used to work night shifts, suntan. it is real, man. That yeah. sort because of depression. It makes you depressed. And, it, yeah. Exactly. And so, again, and my point is um, there, there's, quite a, there's quite a nice amount of literature uh, mm-hmm. for reptiles or whatever out there. But you know what? There's a whole bunch of literature that is not even written yet. There's a whole bunch of knowledge that we don't know. And so this is, again, why I'm a huge fan of like, you know what? Maybe there's a few things that we haven't figured out. Mm -hmm. So how do we get around this? Expose your reptile to To some sunlight. As much as you can, right? For sure. Even nocturnal. We know there are some species like the leopard gecko Mm -hmm. or, you know, a lot of snakes. We can actually keep indoors because they get the vast majority of their vitamin D uh, either from like if you feed them, if you mm-hmm. feed them rat, if it's a snake and you feed right. them rats or yeah. mice, they get it from the liver, they get it from the yeah. prey. So do they really need to be outside? No, they don't. But to be honest, what would happen in a wild? Would they get some UV? Would they get some exposure, even if it's a nocturnal animal? Yes. Yeah, they would get some, right? Yeah. So this is why I always recommend get one, even for a nocturnal species or where science says you don't need one to stay mm-hmm. alive. My recommendation is always just get one. I think mm-hmm. there is benefits that we probably haven't even figured out yet. Right. So get I, one, put it in the right place, pay attention to the behavior uh, of your of your reptile because uh, it's going to tell you something one way or the other. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. You gotta, even though it's a reptile, you got to listen to it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, let's, let's answer one more before yeah, we, we go to our break. Good, I yeah. know we did. That was right. great. So um, here's the thing. So this is like a, which is better. So Dana says, which is better gut feeding crickets or sprinkling calcium powder on top of them. And do they accomplish the same thing? Mm. Loaded question. Loaded question. Unintended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So again, people have looked at that, and um, and both are both are kind of like okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing is, the good thing is, it depends 
on the powder that you're using, right? Too. Ah. So there is not just one thing as one supplement. So okay. there is a calcium powder, right. which just <clears throat> contains calcium. And so that's basically it, right? Mm -hmm. There is a calcium powder that contains phosphorus too. And, mm. and usually it has that nice balance, two mm -hmm. to one. So there's twice as much calcium than phosphorus. So that's what you should be. And then there's calcium powder that contains calcium, phosphorus, and vitamin B3. Holy right? moly. Exactly. So this is why in addition to we ask, we ask our reptile owners not only to bring the light, bring these supplements and bring right. your food in. Because, just bring everything you like, got. <laughs> just see if you're I doing mean, it yeah, right. And bring pictures of your setup, right? Take a couple of pictures. <laughs> right. And so because that, that helps us to evaluate that, whole, that overall sure. situation. Yeah. Yes. And so basically that question depends. So for example. But that's fair. I mean, that's a fair answer to say it depends because there's so many variables involved, the powder, the crickets and what you're feeding it to. Right. And then exactly. what, how else are you supplementing that reptile's needs? Do you, are you putting them out in the real sun? Are you giving them only this light? Like, what are you doing? Because all of those things I think are dependent on each other. Right. So, so one of my favorite answers to that is, um, you know, because it can't be confusing if you just say, oh, I read up, I need to supplement the crickets. I need to somehow gut load them. And, mm -hmm. and so is that enough? So my recommendation is like, like go go and get the calcium powder that is just calcium okay mm -hmm. because phosphorus is anywhere i mean if you feed most of the stuff that we feed has way too much phosphorus right, right. so don't worry about it don't pay money for that um and then be really careful because if you accidentally or on purpose you want to buy the one that contains vitamin d3 you can do a lot of harm with that right. too much mm -hmm. so so if you if you over supplement the calcium powder by a factor of 10 or 100 which mm -hmm. can easily be done because you don't need right. that much but if you over supplement this but you're providing them with the uvb light that you have your body will only or not your body the reptile <laughs> body well ours too but the reptile will only produce as much vitamin D as it really needs. Mm -hmm. So if if that reptile needs 10 grams of calcium mm -hmm. and we give 100 grams, it will only produce it will only produce that much vitamin D to absorb those 10 grams right. from the gut and the rest is going to go into the reptile toilet, okay? Right. But if we like have a powder that um, that contains the vitamin D3 and we over supplement this by a factor of 10. Mm. So now all the 100 yeah. milligrams or whatever get absorbed because we are providing that mechanism to take the calcium out of the gut into mm -hmm. the bloodstream. Once it's in the bloodstream, the body is like, oh, that's fantastic. Gotta, Let's put it in right. our it's stores, go somewhere, which is right? the bones. Yeah. Yeah. So, but after after a while, those stores are full, right? It's it's like an Amazon warehouse that's yes. full, full, full. It gets way more stuff packed in, but the trucks still keep bringing right. stuff in. And then now the Amazon people are like, well, I guess I'll store some at my home, which is totally <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> so I'm going to store some in my kidneys. <laughs> yeah. And that's so where my exactly golf clubs that. went. I had no yeah. idea. It's never and showed that's up. that's what happens. So yeah. then, then – the stores are full. So now calcium is being stored in inappropriate uh, uh, tissues like yeah. the kidneys, like the mm -hmm. aorta. Mm -hmm. And the problem is those tissues are not meant to be calcium storage facilities. So once they become calcified, 
it's very tough to impossible to reverse that. Versus yeah. the bone, it's made for it. So you, it's yeah. like a warehouse. You can take stuff in, right. you can take stuff out. Yep. But the kidney and uh, and uh, not great. Impairs function. Not good. Yeah. Right. What, so this yeah. is why you could do harm. This yeah. is why you could do harm with one powder, but you can't really do harm with the other powder. Right? Yeah, I, I think that's that is um, that's incredible insight. So calcium only powder, but then in conjunction with that, make sure you're offering them that UVB gradient so that they can go and make as much vitamin D3 as they need to absorb the calcium. So it kind of keeps you from making a, a giant mistake, but letting the machine yeah. work, right? The reptile yes. machine right, gets right. to work. Yeah. So that's right. That's right. Okay. So we have some more questions. You guys hang with us. We're going to get to them. Um, incredible questions coming from Dana out of Wisconsin, all about reptiles with Dr. Jorg Meyer. We'll catch you guys on the other side. With all the fuss happening in the pet food industry, why not invest in something to help guard against digestive health derangements in your pet? Full Buckets probiotics are formulated by veterinarians to support your pet's normal digestive health. Your pet's gut microbiome is integral to their immune system performance. Why not add Full Buckets daily dog or daily cat probiotic powder to your pet's daily routine to curate, protect, maintain, and strengthen your pet's microbiome? Visit fullbuckethelp.com today to check out all of their veterinary strength supplements. All right. Welcome back to the chat room where we have got uh, Dr. Jorg Meyer, uh, a guy who knows all about reptiles or at least way more than me and Jason combined. And so we are answering questions that were submitted to us by email. As always, you can go to our website, chatfilter.com and send in your questions or comments. Those are fine too. So let's get down. So we've talked about crickets and calcium powder. We've talked about um, UV needs, vitamin D3 and calcium. And so now uh, Dana asks, do some reptiles or amphibians need, quote, whoop, special <laughs> water? <laughs> uh, you might need some special help over there. I the might. Okay. And then yeah. she goes on to, I guess people ask about dechlorinated water versus tap water. Yeah, and this isn't just Dana. We had a lot of emails about this tap water. There's some stuff about reverse osmosis. I guess anything that that it treats the water to the reptiles, and I guess mainly it's from amphibians. I'm not really sure, but we're going to throw this. That's why we have experts on, right? To yeah. Answer the real question. So does, how does about it matter? That? Can I can I use my well water? You know, rain water, whatever. You know, what kind of water should I use? Cool. Uh, yeah. Again, um, <laughs> every time, every time when you have a question that you try to figure out for yourself, close your eyes. Be the amphibian, be the frog. <laughs> no, what, no, that. That's what would you idea. want? What would you want? Right. No. You want to sit in a muddy pond <laughs> yeah. out, right? You want to have some flies buzzing around. So, so that's how I always think about it. What's going on outside, right? Is mm -hmm. there is there like a pond that offers reverse osmosis? No. Nope. Right. So basically, um, you got to be really careful with this stuff yeah. uh, because the more the more we muck around with yeah. natural water, yeah. uh, the more we change the the uh, properties of the water, the, mm -hmm. the aspects of it. And think about it: these animals have been on this planet for a couple of million years, yeah. right? Oh, well, yeah. So they evolved. Yeah. Their their whole physiology is basically designed it's such a beautiful it's just a beautiful engineered thing mm -hmm. to to work in harmony with with that muddy pond out there right 
So that's which why, makes, yeah, which, if you have, which makes no sense to us humans, right? We don't want muddy exactly. water. We want to be nice. We know we're, we're getting this, ah, oh, it's pure and all this stuff. What you're saying is that's not always great for, for the animals who live in the wild, right? It's just not a great Probably thing. not. Yeah. Probably not, right? And so uh, I was going to say, I think one of the big questions, though, is like if you live in the city, like if I live in an apartment and the water that comes out of my tap, right, it's dechlorinated or I mean, it is chlorinated. It might be fluoridated. Um, exactly. all kinds of stuff. So I should maybe not use that. Yes. And they, they, again, they, 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 it's as much manipulated as you can, as, as you can, right. With, yeah. a, with it's still real safe for us to drink. Right. But yes, we have to store it somewhere in a water tower. It has mm-hmm. to go through miles of pipes. Right. So we want to make sure no bacteria grow, no nastiness right. is there. So they put a lot of stuff right. in there. Mm-hmm. And then we got to make sure that when we brush our teeth, the teeth are not falling out. They're putting fluoride in there and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, but basically what they're doing to keep the microbes at bay is they put, um, uh, they chlorinate it right. too. And so that is obviously something that would be fairly toxic to uh, an organism that depends heavily uh, on water, fish, mm-hmm. invertebrates, amphibians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so basically you can buy the dechlorinator. Mm-hmm. In the in the older days and in maybe some communities um, where they just put a, um, chlorine in, mm-hmm. what you used to be able to offer is you can say, hey, just fill up an old jug, um, yes. you know, and let it sit there for That's a couple it. of days. It'll right. off gas. It will gas off. Yeah. Right. But nowadays they're using chloramines, so Ooh. which is a more advanced form, and mm-hmm. they don't gas off anymore. Yeah. So and most uh, municipal, uh, you know, uh, water uh, organizations they're using the chloramines. They're a little bit more stable because they don't gas off. So therefore, we really need to buy these little packs that the water dechlorinators put that mm-hmm. in there, and they work fairly instantly. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I mean, I would st- I would still recommend fill up your five gallon sweet tea jug or whatever you have, right? Right. And then put your chloramines, put your put your dechlorinator in yeah, there. Yeah. And then you can swirl it around for five or ten minutes, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and then you fill it into the aquarium or your terrarium or whatever. So absolutely, that's um, that's important. So me, I live out in the countryside. I live on a well. I don't have to worry about anything like this because that right. is as natural as it gets. Yeah. So I don't have to worry. Um, there's probably a nice mineral composition in there. It's well water. It's, it's beautiful. Yes. So, but if, if I would live downtown Atlanta on the 22nd floor, yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to turn on my uh, faucet and pour that right into my tank. Yeah. Yeah. And for we those, have the same thing. Folks, yeah. For those folks who live in a country who have that, like yourself, who have the ability to put them out in the sun and then now that's great, right? Because they have, they have, they have, uh, it's not an apartment. Should they, should they get their water from the well tested or, is it, or if it's safe for you, it's probably safe for the, for the for their little pets or <laughs> so that that's a great question that's a, so i'm you know what i say um get it tested for yourself right yes right. <laughs> before you drink it so if you're gonna put it in your body you know from the well you think it's probably okay for the reptiles yeah so yes exactly okay. so one of my clients one of my clients is actually um uh, a person he has a bird so we got we got to become friends actually and we have become um so close that we actually are starting to do a couple of projects and we're working on one project. And, and so we had this one case of a bird um, mm-hmm. that, you know, had the seizure has been working up for seizures. And then, um, you know, so I asked a lot of questions like what's going on and, and they live on a farm. And, they, mm-hmm. and so I said, you know what, let's just, let's just test your water. Um, and it came back, Uh-oh. the sink levels were through the roof, <laughs> right? 
do we taste that now? No. Or maybe it tastes really good to us, you know? Like, <laughs> um, and and so basically that 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 macaw was literally the canary in the coal mine. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. And so basically, so yeah, and and a lot of zinc, consuming a lot of zinc. I mean, we we have a daily intake recommendation right. right and if you overgo by a factor of 10 or 100 <laughs> it's probably not that great so mm -hmm. I, especially I for a bird Oof. yeah exactly but i mean for for other it's like like i said for fish for invertebrates for mm -hmm. fish, yeah super sensitive to that stuff so if you have if you have a scenario where you potentially have a slow die-off in your aquarium or your or your animals or maybe you want to breed them and they don't breed or they don't right. thrive or you know, absolutely have it tested. And, and I was fortunate enough to visit that, that, that client of mine in his research lab that, and it's not, it's not really a research lab. It's because he provides service to ah. the general public to have their well water tested, their city water. And when, and I came oh. into this conference room and the conference room was just plastered with names of pathogens, uh, nasty stuff. But I tried Lovely. to, I looked at it and I, I couldn't make out an order. You know, I couldn't say, oh, these are protozoans, these are bacteria, these are other, you know, parasites. So I asked him, it's like, what's, is there a system to the yeah. madness here? And he's like, oh, no, this is just all the stuff that we have cultured out of uh, people's drinking uh -huh. water at home. And it was literally Ugh. a textbook of pathogens. Oh, nasty. So, and I clearly remember that moment. And like, I bet. Little note, <laughs> when you move into a new house, when you buy a new house, just the water, the water sample, <laughs> right? So <laughs> that's crazy so, town. <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to do it for yourself and your amphibians and reptiles. Yes. Holy moly. Okay. All right. Good on that. Okay. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to go to, there's one. So, all right, let me, let me get here. So. These are like a little bit bigger ones. Uh, for, well, I'm going to ask you first, like a, it's kind of a yes, no objective question. So Dana asks, do reptiles really need to go to the vet? <laughs> now, of course, there's three veterinarians um, on, the, <laughs> on the podcast. But Well, I mean, that, that's, yeah, that, that's a thing. I mean, you know, so it always sounds like when you talk to a veterinarian, what is the answer going to be? The answer is going to be yes. But I'm not. And when I ask questions, you know, I'm not too happy with yes or no. I want to hear the reasoning. Well, why are you recommending that, right? So yes. that's why instead of short, it's like, you know, just I always compare it as like, hey, um, uh, have you heard of the recommendation by your family doctor that you maybe should go to an appointment <laughs> at least once a year, right? Uh, I mean, we all go if we start profusely bleeding out of the <laughs> right. ear, right? So, yeah, but... But yeah. your your family doctor's like, you know what? Um, I wish you would have come five months ago. Maybe we could have nipped that in the butt. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, I I think that yes, you should bring it to the vet because yes. the problem that we're seeing with a lot of exotic stuff is subtle mistakes and sometimes not so subtle mistakes in husbandry. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in the beginning, when you got your little reptile, maybe you spend a lot of time reading up on it, and you had mm -hmm. a beautiful setup, right? And you did, and you did it. And but five or seven years later, a, you know, you might have gotten a little bit lax. Your lifestyle changes. Maybe you're not buying all the supplements that you used to. Maybe yeah. some of these supplements are no longer available. So you're like, you know what? I've been doing fine so far things change also yeah. the animal changes and some mm -hmm. of these reptiles actually change to a different um kind of like maintenance requirement right. uh, from a their food. needs just change. like yeah 
their needs change yeah. because they're getting older, right? Mm-hmm. And so just as, as if you have a dog or a cat, you get the yes. senior dog diet, right? We all right. know that the puppy diet is different than a maintenance than a senior dog oh, diet. Oh, yeah. So it's the same It's the same for some reptiles, right? And uh, and so, um, yeah, I think we, we nip those things in the bud mm-hmm. when having that at least once a year little chat, okay? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, hey, the other thing that I always say, I only get to see my my mom in Germany like once or twice a year, right? Mm-hmm. And I get off the plane, I go home, I feel a little bit exhausted, right? So because I'm jet lagged now, I arrive mm-hmm. early in the morning. Now it's 4 a.m. for me, not having really slept that well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, mom. The first word out of her mouth is kind of like, oh, boy, you got gray. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to see you too, Mom. And, that's my point. That's a great that's point. point. Because she, she doesn't yeah. see you every day. That's a great point, yeah. And that's exactly. the same thing. I, I look yeah. into the mirror every day, brushing my teeth. I, I don't notice that I'm sadly getting cray. Right, gray, right, right, right. But she and and that's my point. It's like you bring it to the veterinarian, and that veterinarian is like, "Ooh, did we get a little bit of chubby? <laughs> right. we, what, what's happening with these scales? Right, right. What's happening with yes. the color? What, why? Why? You know? So yes. You know, that's exactly the reason why, at least the minimum, I mm-hmm. recommend once a year to just have that quick review. How are we doing? What's new? Mm-hmm. What has changed, right? Oh, my God, we gained, you know, 25% of body weight. Hey, what's, yeah. tell me a little bit more, right? Yeah, that's not normal. So, that's yeah. not normal. Yeah. It's that giant parasite so, that so he has hanging why, off. <laughs> and again, I, I usually say, if you want to be a good reptile veterinarian, you want to be really good in preventative medicine. Yeah. Because once the liver is shot, once the kidney is shot, yeah, can we do fancy blood work to document the values are really high? <laughs> yeah, we can sure. do this. But once they're really high, a lot of times it's too late, right? Yeah. Because right. Yeah. so we want to prevent this. So good, good reptile veterinary, uh, 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 good reptile medicine is preventative medicine. That's right. Great. And you know, here in the chat room, we love promoting preventive medicine. Right. <laughs> we love it. I love I love the the mom and the gray hair story. That's that's that really it's a great point, right? You see, you see the same every day. You know, little Rocky, the mm-hmm. little the little beard dragon looks the same every day. Meanwhile, slowly gaining weight. Someone else sees it. What's what's and, and you know the veterinarians maybe not so subtle. Why do we? Why are we so fat? What's happening here? Right? <laughs> We're a little chubby today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So uh, we have just two more uh, pieces from Dana. So Man, um, Dana, Dana, really good. Good on Dana. Well, I think I think because she hears from a lot of people, right? She She's hears, an animal yeah, lover, pet yeah, owner, yeah. and she has a pet shop, and so She's, she wants she to make like sure. She's like an advocate for 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 you know veteran I, reptile folks, I, new reptile folks. It's really good. Hey, get these yeah, questions yeah. answered. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of market research. Yeah, really filters out the stuff that that is yeah. common and super yeah. important. It is. It is because if you're not going to commit to learning all these things and providing all these little things so that your reptile has a great. Um, uh, habitat in in your life and in your home hey pick something else right yeah. like if you're not down so with that pick is, something uh, else uh, the chats with the chatfields podcast with dr york should be a prerequisite before you know <laughs> why not reptile. is that right why okay not? great we'll, we'll push yeah. that through all right i mean right. If, sorry get to yeah. get to the last couple of questions okay so um so uh she wants to know your thoughts on the best substrate which is a little bit loaded and broad I guess. I mean, that one's more broad than the other ones. I know. <laughs> so, like, that's why I said we got a but, couple of broad ones. I was saving to the end. 
I'm sure that she gets that exact question probably once a week, right? Yeah. What's the best substrate? And I'm glad I'm not having to answer it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, um, gosh, um, down down to an easy answer, and my favorite answer is a newspaper. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. You know. I mean, to be honest, that's literally some of my favorite substrate because why? It's free, you know, <laughs> uh, it's or cheap, extremely mm-hmm. cheap, um, or you know, um, it's very hygienic. Um, mm-hmm. So you can monitor if your reptile has diarrhea, mm-hmm. if your reptile has maybe right. uh, blood coming out one end, right? You pick it up. Uh, if there's parasites, you may see them with the naked eye on it. Mm-hmm. So it, it also, it also um, prevents kind of like nasty rotting activity because what happens uh, if they urinate and defecate on that newspaper, the, the paper wicks the moisture up and it dries out much quicker than sitting in organic sand, mulch, whatever. So that means if it's dry, if it's desiccated, the bacteria replication is uh, decreased, right? You yeah. can spot clean it very easily. Mm-hmm. So um, that's by far, that's one of my favorite uh, substrates. Uh, does it look super great? No, because like if you walk mm-hmm. by and you see there's another president's sale sale at the Honda dealer or whoop de doo, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? But <laughs> um, if you, if you want to make it look a little bit better, they, they sell these little reptile felts, you know, these green, so they're like green. Uh. And oh. they look like they look like the the green from golf course. Oh yeah, banana, like astroturf or, or something. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So that looks nice. Again, it's kind of like a, a substrate that mm-hmm. uh, uh, that looks good, and it and, and it does it, it doesn't really um, promote bacterial growth yeah. and fermentation, and and you know so so that's it. Um, any kind of organic substrate like sand, mulch, bark. This is this. This is all a potential. They all have a potential for disasters. Yeah, uh, it's difficult to clean. Um, mm-hmm. It's um, it's they can ingest it. They can get foreign bodies. They can you get know, impacted. I was just gonna say um, I've done so many foreign body surgeries on um, little reptiles that ate the shavings, and right. they made this big wad of stuff in the gut, and I had to go in and get it out. You know, and you know I don't know how many times we have to say. You know, don't starve your reptile. No, I'm kidding. They weren't starving, they, but they just ingested the shavings. Maybe, maybe they made a mistake. Um, you know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's why I think I think like I mean, cardboard, anything like that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so but stay away, stay away from these from these. I mean, do they look much better? Yes, agreed. They look much mm-hmm. better. It looks much more naturalistic. Um, so if you have those, if you have like sand, mulch or bark, uh, what I would recommend then is that, um, if you feed your reptile, my recommendation is like get a separate Tupperware box, take your reptile out of your terrarium, feed it in that, in that Tupperware mm. box, yep. right? Because a couple of different reasons, once whatever the crickets, the mealworms, whatever you're feeding can't really escape into the substrate right and so escape you know so and then the reptile is like well, what's going on where mm-hmm. is my dinner <laughs> um so they can eat it right there then yeah. if they eat if they eat a nice meal leave them in there for another half hour because the likelihood of them defecating right Very after high. dinner is much higher so then they defecate into your tupperware box mm-hmm. you can spot clean that easily that yep. means your terrarium is not getting contaminated right 
Also, sometimes what happens with these very visual kind of like predators that hunt these little crickets that jump around, they like uh, they dive into it. And sometimes with every little cricket, they get a sandful, the right. mouthful yes. of sand or mouthful yes. of substrate. And then over a few years, that's enough to cause that impaction. So yes. versus, again, in that empty Tupperware bin, that's not happening. So so that would be another nice compromise mm -hmm. if you really, yeah. really insist on having a natural looking uh, terrarium yeah. set up. Yeah, because, you know, um, you put the fish in the barrel for your little reptile. So it's a nice thing to do. <laughs> Make it easier for them. Um, so I think that's great. So the next, so the final question that Dana had submitted to us, um, has to do with kind of common issues. I think you've already addressed this really. Um, but, uh, she says, what are common problems a new reptile owner should look out for? But I think you've already addressed that when you say husbandry, 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 right. you know, right. mimic their natural environment as much as possible and do your research. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, for, and, and this message goes out to, um, the reptile or the, the, uh, pet store owners and also the, the clients. It's like, don't go out and buy the pet, buy the pet and invest probably five times mm -hmm. the money in supplies and stuff because you need to get you need to get a good light right you need to get a big enough terrarium mm -hmm. you need to get some furniture for in there or you know it's like i mean i can walk out and, and get a branch and get a couple of rocks mm -hmm. but again if i would live on the 22nd apartment or right. at least try so spend spend you have to spend a lot of money besides the reptile on really nice environment right yeah. Um, and, and that's really important. If you, if you have a really nice environment, heat, UVB, food source, appropriate food source, the right furniture, all that stuff, um, you know, again, you're doing good preventative stuff. So yeah. I always tell my clients, I don't want, I don't want your money. Don't, don't, uh, this is not, this is not a satisfying job for me to see all those diseases like now you're coming in an end stage disease right. that right. was totally avoidable because right. yes is it an emergency right now yeah but it's an emergency of chronic of of chronic right. past right we see right. the acute phase of so i want you to spend that money in the beginning when you buy that turtle when you buy that mm -hmm. lizard when you we spend a lot of money there because that saves you a lot of veterinary costs. The good news is <clears throat> the substrate is not one of those expenses. Apparently that's Just right. It doesn't, paper down. doesn't yeah, have to be. It's great. Yeah. That's right. I love that. I love that. Okay. So, uh, thanks Dana for writing in such great questions for Dr. Yeah, big Meyer. shout out to Dana. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout to Dana. So, uh, we will get you some swag. So but look for Dana. Relax. Us. No matter, no matter how many times Dr. Chin said your name, you're only getting one piece of swag. It's not one piece of swag for every time we mention your name. That's not how the rules work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, um, I, I did, we did have one another, another email that came in that has like a question that didn't, wasn't covered, um, in Dana's that I want to throw at you really quickly. Um, because I used to get this one all the time from people in zoos who were reptile keepers. I would get it from people who were hobbyists at home. Um, so this basically has to do with for snakes and I guess for larger lizards as well, um, feeding live prey, like feeding live mice, feeding live rats. Um, so, um, this guy writes in and, um, David says, my wife says I shouldn't feed 
my red tail boa live mice because it's cruel. And he writes, but is it? <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> he need the activity? And aren't frozen mice less nutritious? Having not sampled either live or frozen, I don't have a personal opinion on that one. <laughs> but Dr. Meyer, what's your position on uh, feeding live prey? Yeah, that, that's a great example of how the world would be just such a better place if people would listen more to their wives. <laughs> She's right. That's She's fine. right. Okay. It is. Uh, Sorry, David. It is, <laughs> it, 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 it is cruel. It's, um, you know, think about it. That little mouse is getting suffocated slowly, <laughs> right? Chest compression. So how do you want to die? Do you want to die with a quick blow to your neck, you know, mm -hmm. and be unconscious mm -hmm. immediately? Or do mm -hmm. you want to slow, slow? Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the quick blow to that. Yeah. So um, ideally, to be honest, I think the easiest way for everyone is, um, you know, get frozen, get frozen uh, prey, frozen mm -hmm. rats, frozen mice, frozen chicks, whatever you want to do this. And then... You thaw them uh, if you want to. So some some snakes can be finicky. Mm -hmm. Some reptiles can be finicky, but usually it's just in the beginning. So let's yeah. say you got them from a breeder. Mm -hmm. You got them from a pet store, and they used to feed live, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's just easier for them to throw if they have 4,000 snakes. and blah, 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 blah. Right. So And then suddenly they, they're in your home, and you do everything ethically perfectly, and you like just come with this frozen and and they and they potentially don't even recognize that it's um, food. That it's food. So... Mm -hmm. So I always recommend if you thaw them, uh, try that. Just like take them out of the freezer, thaw them uh, in a Ziploc baggie or whatever, right? And then maybe you have some juices that leak out. Mm, yummy mm -hmm. for the snake, right? Um, so just like use tongues. You uh -huh. can use, you can get these really long tongs and then just maybe like act a little bit. Sometimes the snakes like it if you slap that mouse on the face, like a little <laughs> bit left and right, and then they strike. They strike at it because yes. they're maybe getting annoyed. Annoyed. This is just kind of like, yeah. And then they strike, and it's like, oh wow, that's kind that's, of like that's you know, food. The of a nice pizza. Oh, that's oh. pizza. I didn't recognize <laughs> it. Right? And then they start. They still do that. They still that algorithm, that hardwired mechanism, yeah. still happens. They still try to constrict it. So it's just like that's what they do for a living, mm -hmm. and that's fine. So I think, I think, like arc like your argument of like you're depriving that animal of enrichment doesn't hold water here. You know, yeah. it's like, so you're, you're making another vertebrate suffer mm -hmm. in Europe that, that is really considered unethical and, and is absolutely not allowed. Yeah. And, and so here I think we should adopt it. So if you, if you have a very finicky animal, you can do a couple of things. So maybe you have live rats or, or mice mm -hmm. that you breed for yourself. Just stun them. Just do either cervical dislocation just mm -hmm. before you. I mean, there's all these yeah. different techniques. But make sure the animal is not conscious while, while it's being constricted. Do it right before you feed it. That means that that animal still has this optimal body temperature because right. a, lot of, a lot of constrictors have heat-sensing pits and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So they go after this. So then, you know, they will still strike at it. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't like it, uh, sometimes what helps is, and also with that, with that frozen thought one, you can actually take scissors and open up their abdominal cavity and invert it a little bit, and then that smell of these innards of that of that yeah. that is a lot of times very stimulating. 
to a rat uh, to a to a snake. So they 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 really tongue it, and it's like, and so that would be a stimulus for them. The okay. other thing, if they're really tricky or whatever, you can actually heat it up um, in a little bit of chicken broth. So just warm up some chicken oh, broth. Yeah. Right? Have, a, have a little have a little like reptile food heater up a pan that you're not yeah. cooking dinner the next yeah. day or the same right. pan. Right. So so have, food have safety. That food pan. safety. And food safety people, and then and then heat up a little bit of chicken broth. Yeah, and again, you know that smell that really gets them going too. So so there is tricks. Um, so to be honest, I'm I'm really not buying that argument. Well, my animal needs the meets yeah. the live animal. Um, we see so many reptiles, especially snakes, uh, with massive wounds. Massive wounds were either during the struggle. The rat was biting the snake right in right. the face. Right. Or for some reason, the person just threw the rat or the mouse in and then went off, you know, oh. to do something different. Yeah. For some reason, the snake wasn't hungry. Now the mouse was sitting in there. The mouse is getting hungry and it's going to start to nibble on the snake. Oh, right. Yeah. And and yeah, it's there's all these there's all these lacerations where yeah. literally this mouse or the rat literally <clears throat> ate the back musculature of the oh. snake and they were they were accepting it they were just sitting there and then you bring them to us and then it's yeah. really expensive that's yeah. really expensive to fix yeah if it's not a death sentence yeah so um there, there's multiple reasons why you don't want to throw right. uh, a living a living rodent in with your reptile the so best, David, the best you're is out. The tongs and the little bouncy. I think that's great. I, yeah, I, that's, that's yeah. Great. slap them with the. It's good for mouse. everybody. A little yeah. workout for you. It's it, 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 yeah. Come on, eat this mouse. <laughs> yeah, I've heard everyone. Right. Everyone tried all I, that. I told you once. Whack! I'm going to tell you again. <laughs> this is your dinner. Fine, I'll eat it. Okay. Yeah. So David, you're out. Sorry about that. <laughs> your wife wins that one. Uh, but don't worry, we'll still send you some swag. Uh, all right. So <clears throat> I think that was uh, that was the bulk of the the topics that were covered by the emails we had with requesting reptile info. So man, I mean, I, I that's that's awesome. I feel prepared. I'm very prepared now. Yeah. Very prepared. Yeah, I love it. And the the growling the growling doggies have to, are now f- fast asleep, which means we must be done recording. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a signal. That's right. That's right. So, uh, Dr. Meyer, thank you so much for joining us here in the chat room. Yeah, it's always my pleasure. All right, and uh, no, I'm pretty sure the pleasure was ours. It was it great. Was. Yeah, it was. So we love having you come in. So, okay. All right, everybody. Uh, I think that's all we have from the chat room today. Um, I'm Dr. Jen. He's Dr. Jason. And I'm Dr. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. This episode is sponsored by Full Bucket Veterinary Strength Supplements. Use promo code CHATFIELDS to receive 20% off your first order from Full Bucket Veterinary Strength Supplements.